Yo! Welcome in to the House of L podcast. I'm Lauren Tomes. Thanks so much for hanging out on the podcast today. I'm doing something a little different. Like, if you've been listening to the podcast, I've been talking about this for weeks, how I'm going to play around with the art form a little bit. And what I realize is that there are a lot of good stories that can be told in the middle of the week. There's a lot of cool stuff that we can do with some of the sports that are coming back that aren't necessarily me just ranting about sports. I know a lot of cool people that have a lot of cool stories. So I'm going to bring those stories to you in the middle of the week. Like we're going to get onto some particular subjects and talk about some stuff, which is great. And we'll still have the interview episodes like on the weekend for sure. Before we get started, let me just tell you that we are brought to you by the fine folks at Mazda of Orland Park. I'm so happy that they're on board with House of L if you want a unique buying experience. If you're looking for a car, I saw that uh, CX-5. It's like, oh, all right. But if you want a unique car buying experience, you need to hit them up. MazdaofOrlandPark.com. ZoomZoomNation.com or call them 708-444-3200. And if you do end up going to look for cars out there, when they ask you where you heard about them, be like, I heard about you on House of L. All right. So that's one part. Here's what we have planned for you today. You may not know Cat Garcia. If you're someone who loves baseball in Chicago, you probably do. You've probably seen her writing all over the place. Kat's Twitter handle is the baseball girl. And she's terrific. She's written for a lot of great places, whether it's The Athletic, MLB.com. She's done stories for The Sun-Times. She's written stuff for Fangraphs, Baseball Perspectives. You name it, she's done stories on it. But here's the secret. The secret is, is that Kat used to work for the Cubs. I don't mean like in the front office, like she was literally doing security for the Cubs. So this allowed her an access that we don't talk about. And so we were just talking like I, I want to do some stuff with Kat. I think she's going to be a voice that you hear more regularly on this podcast because she has stories for days. So Kat and I did, we were sitting around like just bullshitting and talking about baseball and stuff for like 45 minutes. And yeah, we could have talked about like MLB's protocol. Like that's all stuff that we talked about, but we got onto this conversation about what it was like to work at Wrigley field. And she has a ring. Cat has a World Series ring. So I thought that it'd be interesting to talk with her about having a ring. Because I know I know some people with rings. Major flex. I salute you. But no one ever wants... Like, I can't ask David Ross about his World Series rings, plural. I can't even imagine asking Theo about his World Series rings, plural. Or Jed. Like, I can't imagine having a real like heart-to-heart conversation about rings. All I remember 
is remember John Cangelosi? Me and John Cangelosi were on the air together during the White Sox run. And Cangelosi had a World Series ring from the Marlins, the 98 Marlins, I want to say. He had a World Series ring. You'd be shocked at the amount of attention that any World Series ring gets, let alone a Cubs World Series ring. So Kat's got one. She's got a World Series ring. I'm very jealous. And in this episode, you will hear me talk about the conundrum that I was in with a World Series ring. It's explained in the episode. I don't have one. I'd like one. And it was possible that I would have gotten one. Again, it's explained inside of here. Now, I want to tell you one of the other people that make this thing possible for us to get down the way that we get down is David Hochberg. 56david.com. If you are buying a home or refinancing a home, He's the person that you want to call. Why? Because he helps people get stuff done. He busts down walls, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. He's going to get you the home that you want. He's going to figure things out. He helped Connor out. And if you're not checking out the Baseball From Home podcast, you need to. It's part of the House of L Network. Just search Baseball From Home podcast. He helped me out, whether it's my place in Kenwood or my home in Hyde Park, he helped me with both of those things, and he can help you too. 56david.com, or you could call him at 855-56-DAVID, Homeside Financial and Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 1124061. Back to Kat. Kat and I were talking like we were just in the bar, like hanging out, which was great, which was like the whole point of getting her on the podcast because she's, She's one of the more interesting people that I've come across in covering sports in Chicago. And she has a fascinating story to tell. So this episode of the podcast is us talking about what it's like to work at Wrigley Field and what it's like to have a World Series ring. I don't even really know how it happened because I wasn't like always out there promoting myself if anything I tried to hide under the radar because every time I worked there every day I went to work was like fearing that someone was going to call me into HR and be like so you write about baseball and me being like yeah because that was a big no-no like we literally are told drilled into our heads we are never ever allowed to talk to the media and I'm just like so I can't talk to myself (laughs) but um So yeah, I met a lot of people there, made a lot of really good friends, and it was just so fun. I mean, being at Cubs games, every home game during that time and being around the atmosphere and being able to walk up the steps when you knew that, you know, KB was at bat or something was going to happen, that was always really great. Um, Just making friends with, like I said, the, the Cubs wives and even some of the players themselves, the people you don't see so much, the people behind the scenes, um, was really great and you know as as the team got better it got more fun we were always out we were always excited we were always being asked questions you know people trying to get tickets from us and then the world series that was that was fun i got to raise the banner on opening night of 2017 with the with the cubs i was no shit for that yeah there's pictures of me and my uh 
code detail next to me and Anthony Rizzo is literally right next to me hoisting the flag up and I'm standing there like making sure that nobody bum rushes the bleachers but it really wasn't my job there were also about like five other people creating a perimeter around them but I was the first line of response so that was really cool David Ross walked me across the around the diamond that day when he was doing his first I believe it was Sunday night baseball broadcast from Wrigley that was like a surreal moment just walk around the warning track with David Field David Ross in a ballpark full of 40,000 fans it's intense <laughs> you know for sure so what for for the people who didn't have the type of access that you do because I I always found it amazing cat where if I was covering a Cubs playoff game anything that I could share any picture any video it didn't matter like how mundane it was I remember I did a video of walking up the stairs before the first game of the the NLCS against the Dodgers that season and I remember walking up the stairs and taking a video of it and that video got viewed like 10,000 times because people just wanted to be there so for someone who's there and was there damn near every day, what are the things that you can tell them about having that level of access that they would love to know? Yeah, I I feel like one of those people who like now I have a freedom to speak on some of these things. But <laughs> the thing is, I wasn't ever allowed in the clubhouse when the players were there like no, sometimes like, I, I don't have to I don't even need anything scandalous <laughs> I'm just talking about like being there like like oh, what's yeah. what's the line from Hamilton I want to be in the room where it happens like you were in the room where it happened like every day Yeah I mean it was it was definitely a palpable energy every day um it felt like we were taking care of literal royalty and celebrities which i know people treat a lot of baseball players like that but i mean we had each player sometimes had personal details and i was one of them for some of the players and like just watching them banter and be so happy and i remember after jake arietta threw his first no hitter he came home the next day he's just such a nice guy i mean despite whatever else people think about his baseball politics or whatever he's a very very um gentlemanly person we all said congratulations and it was so great watching him and he took time with each and every one of us and like he always did that kind of stuff and you know just being around all these radio trucks and these espn broadcasters that you wouldn't normally see around all the time they were just always there you felt like you were literally in the center of the universe every day and it was so fun I mean I really wish we could have um experienced the Cubs winning at Wrigley especially for for us who worked there that would have been pretty amazing but um yeah just every day being around that and knowing that things were going to happen on the field and hearing them happen and seeing the reactions when these players were coming in and out of the clubhouse and Joe Madden just talking to him I mean he he had his issues, whatever people may think he still has his issues, but talking to him and being around him every day. And especially as in the role that I was in, he 
gave me respect. He spoke to me when I spoke to him. You know, he, it was like a big family. I can't speak on that for every player and every staff member I've come encountering. You know, there, there were some that are just like, you know, but for the most part, it was just this whole, this saga that we got to be a part of and, you know, be as close to all of this magic and all these players as possible. You know, we were flies on the wall. What's the most fun that you ever had at the ballpark? Oh my God. I think usually when I would do, so when Sunday night baseball would come to the ballpark, I was their security detail. So I got to walk Jess Mendoza and, you know, whoever was on Smoltz and them around the park and their camera people. Um, I was in charge of getting them to their spots. So that's why I was walking David Ross across the field that day as he was part of Sunday night baseball and he needed to be somewhere. So I had to take him. Um, so just kind of like being with those people and being like, Hey, I'm the, I'm your first response. Like you want a coffee or a bagel? Cause that's me. <laughs> like that was kind of cool. And the way that they, I mean, David Ross treats everyone with so much respect and, you know, it just makes it fun. Um, I'm trying to think of there had to be some like crazy thing that happened that I was there for. I think raising the banner, honestly, was probably the coolest thing that I've encountered there. Can you send me that picture? If you can find oh, it, I can find it. Yeah. If you can find it, send me that picture. Cause I, I'd, I'd like to play around with that and like do some sort of like video thing with that. Um, Cause that's crazy. Like that's a, that's a crazy. I've never. I don't. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if I've even ever asked you this. Are you even a Cubs fan? I mean, no, but I'm not. Anti Cub. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, no, but my mom was a big one, and obviously, I'm just a fan of good baseball, and I was a part of this good baseball. So, like, what the hell? Of course, I'm gonna be a fan, and just like I said, just as a, a sports writer, just any moment that seems cool and like something that's gonna stick to you i'm there for it so like i don't care if it's not my world series banner that they're raising up there it was just cool to be there for that surrounded by the entire you know 2016 world series team doing that you know it was a a really weird thing that i was thinking about last year and i had like a private conversation with joe madden about this if the cubs would have won the world series would I, as the host of the Joe Madden show, get a ring? And what would that do for, like, me, the White Sox fan? Yeah. Could you, could you imagine? Could you imagine? And, and I feel like a bunch of the people at the Cubs would have made sure I had a ring. Like, they would have made sure that yeah. I would have had something with my name on it attached to the Cubs winning the World Series, so I would have had to have worn it. You know how yeah, crazy I that would have one. been? Well, I have one, so yeah, I know how crazy it is. Uh-huh. That's right. So where is it? Actually, I haven't fully unpacked from the move? moving back yet. <laughs> So it's somewhere with all my jewelry, which I clearly haven't been wearing because we haven't been going anywhere, but it's here. (laughs) So what's that like, that moment when you get one? I mean, it was pretty wild. Obviously, it's like the lowest tier ring that we get. Who cares? Yeah, the box (laughs) has my name on it and it says 2016 Cubs and like it's huge and bulky on my hand, but like I wore it. 
I wore it on special occasions, which was basically like every Saturday night uh, <laughs> when I would go out. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was definitely a flex to have that piece of hardware moving forward. And even like at uh, when I stopped working for the Cubs and I would go to winter meetings and stuff like that, I wouldn't wear it in the Sox booth or anything like that. But at winter meetings, I definitely brought that thing out to play. Yeah. So wh- I noticed this with friends of mine that do have rings. What's the impact of walking around with a ring on? I think for me, it's lesser because, you know, I'm just this little nondescript girl. If someone sees me like walking down the street with it, they probably think it's just like a mock ring or something. Or, you know, I don't get inquired about it as much as probably some other people do. But I do, I do get questions about it. And I tell people like, oh, I worked there. And, you know, they're like, oh, my God. I'm like, well, it's not a huge deal. Everybody got a ring that works there, you know. So, but it's cool. I just try not to be like, oh, I'm so special because I have a World Series ring. <laughs> like, But you have a World Series ring. I know. But I'm like, I didn't contribute anything to this. Okay. I may have helped orchestrate some of the smallest, smallest feats in this, but you know, we're all part of the Ricketts team. We get it. <laughs> no, they, they, we're family. But, but we're still, family. all right. So, so look, I know that you know my tone. We're family, family. I know, I know that you're not trying to flex on me or anyone else, but I'd love to know when your family saw it, how did they react? Okay. So here's the thing. I, my mom's family is mostly passed on. Uh, She's passed on. My dad's side of the family is straight, 100% hardworking Mexicans who literally never take a break for themselves ever. So they don't watch sports. My dad literally has no gauge of anything. Like I will show him my work and things that I've been on. Like if I told him I was on with you, none of this means anything to him. He's just proud of me for doing it, but he's not able to gauge. I mean, he thought it was cool when I got a World Series ring, but it was very my dad. Like, yeah, that's cool. That's really nice. It's a nice ring. Did you, uh, so what's your next move? Are you getting paid for this ring? (laughs) Like, Like, yeah. So most of my friends' families were the ones that I think were the most impressed and they like wanted to try it on and take pictures with it and stuff. So I was really fun at parties, uh, holiday family parties. (laughs) in 2017 because we didn't we didn't get the rings till i think it was like april of 2017 yeah i imagine that you showing up to the cookout with a ring on is uh a pretty big deal yeah i the first time i took it out i had gone to straight to milwaukee i picked it up and was going straight to milwaukee so i wore it out in milwaukee and obviously i didn't get a lot of uh, love for it out there And then I kind of don't remember. I didn't wear it to work. A lot of people wore them to work. And I was like, that's just A, asking for trouble and B, asking for you to just clang it on stuff all the time. Because it's a big ring. I mean, for some of the older guys, it wasn't that big of a ring. But for someone with my physique, that ring like eats my finger. (laughs) Um, So I didn't want to like wear it on a daily basis. And I still pull it out now on occasion, much less than I used to. Yeah, but it's that's so dope that you have a ring cat like for real like it's 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 the dream of like everyone who grows up a baseball fan to somehow have one of those i just feel like i have imposter syndrome about it i'm like i don't deserve this ring like yes this is so cool but why like 
Well, look, as someone who would occasionally run into you as you're like wrangling people, I would say that you worked pretty hard for that ring. Like every now and again, I'd look over and this teeny tiny person with this booming voice is telling people to get the out of the way. Yeah, I mean, I guess it was. See, that was a weird thing. So knowing so many facets of people at the ballpark where it was my friends who were coming to games and their families. And it was my colleagues who were also some of my best friends. And then media people that I'd see coming in and out of the clubhouse. And then media people that I'm actually friends with like you and that would see me working. And it would just be so weird because I wanted to be like, I'm not this like, you know, B word, but sometimes yeah like you would have to be because you know Cubs fans can be um, an interesting bunch so like when you're trying to walk through a crowd a, a crowded concourse at like 6 30 because Jess Mendoza needs to get to the visitors clubhouse it can be like you got a clear path clear path out of the way out of the way like and you sometimes you have to like push people and stuff you know lightly but you know the most important thing that you're taught is deliver the package, deliver the package and make sure the package doesn't feel harassed in the process. So yeah, um, it could be really, really, really scrutinous too. Like, oh, uh, John Smoltz needs to, oh no, I remember one time I had to go pick up Jess Mendoza at Cubby Bear. She was doing something at Cubby Bear. I had to come pick her up, walk her back to the ballpark and then take her all the way back up to the radio booth. Oh dear God. And I had like 15 minutes to do it because she had to be on air for something. So like, those are the moments where I'm like, yeah, I don't give a shit what I say to any of these fans. My job is on the line here and it looks really bad if I can't deliver for just Mendoza. So like, I don't really care what I'm saying to your probably drunk self who just wants a selfie. This is my job. (laughs) Like, so yeah, I guess I did work pretty hard and it was pretty stressful being there. And, you know, then just fans dealing with having to tell fans that you're too drunk. I don't care how much you pay for these tickets. I don't care if it's the NLCS, you know, you need to get out. That stuff's rough too. So there you have it. That's Kat Garcia telling you what you need to know about having a ring and what, what's that like? And what would you do if you had a ring? Hit me up, houseoflpodcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you would do if you were had a 2016 Cubs World Series ring, ring in your possession, a rang in your possession. My colleague, Joanne Martin, was like, you know, at the end of episodes, you don't talk as much as you should. You should talk more at the end of interviews and stuff. I'm like, all right, I'll take that feedback and talk a little bit. I can tell you about this. I can go into a little bit further detail. I wanted Kat's story to be her story, and now I can tell you a little bit about mine. Mitch, like as the it looked like the Cubs had kind of righted the ship, and they were headed in the right direction before we got to September. He he said to me, he goes, "You know that you might get a ring if they win the World Series, right?" And I'm like, "What the hell are you talking about?" He's like, "Well." You host the Joe Madden show, so I, I'm i sure that Joe would want you to have a ring. Now, here's the best part. Joe knows that I'm a White Sox fan. Like, we've had that conversation. Because I was telling him how much I hated Grant Balfour. 
He's like, I bet you did hate Grant Balfour. So he knows that I'm a White Sox fan. And all the people over at the Cubs know. And real talk, it's why I like all of those guys. It would have been very easy for the people in charge at the Cubs to be like, no, we're not putting Joe Madden on with a White Sox fan every week. No, we're not putting David Ross on with a White Sox fan every week. But they don't care, and that's why I like them. Peter Chase, he doesn't care. Theo and Jed don't care that I'm a White Sox fan. They probably prefer it, to tell you the truth. Because I'm, I'm not... I won't allow my emotions to overwhelm my judgment when it comes to talking to them about things. But could you imagine? Could you imagine... If the Cubs win the World Series again, I guess technically, I mean, now I'm the host of the David Ross show. I don't know. I think Joe would have fought for me to get a ring because he would have thought it would have been hilarious. I don't know if Rossi, like if me and Rossi have a relationship where he's going to be like, yeah, Lawrence should get a World Series ring. Maybe I can work on that between now and then. But could you imagine me having a a Cubs World Series ring. Man. All right, I'll tell you this story. Since we're telling stories, I'm going to tell you this story. I'm not going to use any names, all right? So that bike ride that I went on, where I went from my house to Soldier Field to Wrigley, then came back and went to Sox. Remember that? I did that for T-Pan. Not T-Pain, T-Pan. They do incredible work on taking care of families that are affected by HIV. And thanks to everyone who donated, because I, like, made my goal. It was real quick. And we I, next year, I'm going to up my goal and up my miles, because I did the 250 miles a lot faster than I expected to do the 250 miles. Shout out to my bike this summer. I've had a good time hanging out on the bike. Any whoozle. So I finished the, the, the ride that I'm on. It was a lot of fun, and I had a really good time doing it. Although, riding back down Halstead was a huge mistake. I will never make that mistake again. I rode Halstead from Lincoln Park all the way to 31st Street. Never again. Never again. I get to the ballpark, and wherever I went, if I was at Soldier Field, I took a picture. I took a picture at Wrigley, and I took a picture at White Sox. I posted all this stuff so that people could see that I wasn't lying, that it wasn't Photoshop, that I was making this ride. I was doing all this stuff. The next week was opening week, and I was doing some stuff for NBC Sports Chicago. RIP to my career at NBC Sports Chicago. A White Sox executive came up to me and was like, so what's up with the, why weren't, what's up with you not taking any pictures coming to our ballpark? Why I got to see you at Wrigley? I was like, I was here. And then I showed them pictures. I was like, I was here. Like, this was the end of the trip. And they're like, oh, oh all right. And it's okay. It wasn't Rick Hahn. Like, just so you know, it was like I actually told Rick about it and he thought it was hilarious. 
But, you know, sometimes they get a little sensitive. So could you imagine if I'm on Instagram shining in October with a Cubs World Series ring? It's not like the White Sox are going to give me one if they win. I'm not connected with their broadcast. I'm just a fan of the team. But if I if I win one with the with the Cubs, should should I wear it? That's another question that you can email me. If the Cubs win the World Series and they gave me a ring, do I have to wear it? Would you want me to wear it? Even if you're a White Sox fan, would you want me to wear it? Our broadcast, by the way, our pod is brought to you by Mazda of Orland Park, ZoomZoomNation.com. It's a unique buying experience. Go get a car from them. And if you do, tell them that you heard about them right here on House of L. 708-444-3200. And I can't forget about my man, David Hochberg. 56david.com. 855-56david.com. If you're buying a home or refinancing one, this is the guy that you want on your side to help you out. All right? ZoomZoomNation.com for Mazda of Orland Park. 56david.com for David Hochberg. And let me remind you that if you are going to use Homeside Financial, that's David's company, that you need to know this. It's important. It's the legal stuff that I have to make sure that I say. Homeside Financial is an equal housing lender. NMLS number 1124061. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. If you like what you heard from Kat, guess what? Kat's going to be back on the show. I was talking with Kat, and there's going to be a lot of people you're going to hear from over the next couple weeks. We're going to do it big. I promise you. She's got more stories. Like, she hit me up after we finished recording. It was like, I just thought of some more stuff I could tell you. So Kat and I are going to, like, hang out every a little while and you're going to love her stories like she's outstanding follow her on twitter at the baseball girl it doesn't get much easier than that thanks for listening to this midweek episode i hope you enjoyed it thanks for your support it truly means something to me go help out connor and joe their podcast is called the baseball podcast from home they're taking care of you twice a week subscribe write it write a review and give them five stars because they deserve it Thanks to everyone who said all the nice things about the Mina Kimes interview. That was a lot of fun for me, and I'm glad that she was available. I'll talk to you next week with another great interview. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.